I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating some kind of heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, and of course, a very warm welcome to our first-time listeners. This episode is part three of Alex Howard's Echo Model to decode your past traumas. Now, if you have not listened to part one and two, I recommend you to do so before you continue. Now, toward the end of last week's episode, I said one of the benefits I believe if we decode. What's happening, or what happened to your past traumas? Then you can recognize there's an absence of something. Then you can work to address them, and then it allows us to live our full potential without being hindered by those limitations of the past. 
So now let's come to each of these core emotional needs. So boundaries, safety, and love, plus the five A's, uh, the basic emotional food group. And I'll give you some questions to run through to see how well they were met for you as a child or how well they are met for you now. By no means, this is an exhaustive list. But these are some reflection questions that can jumpstart you. And then maybe you wish to discover some additional things yourself uh, with a therapist. So please do so as well. All right. For boundaries, here are some uh, reflection questions. Were you given healthy boundaries as a child? Were your parents or primary caregivers consistent and measured in holding those boundaries? Were you given a sense of you can do this and encouraged to believe in yourself? Are you able to be disciplined and follow through with the things that matter to you in life now? That means do you show up for yourself? And the last question, do you have a sense of your own strength and capacity? So now on a scale of a zero to 10, how healthy did your boundaries feel as a child? Then on a scale of a zero to 10, how healthy do your boundaries feel in life now as an adult? Next is safety. Did you feel physically safe as a child? Did you feel emotionally safe as a child? Were you physically held and comforted as a child? Did your nervous system learn to self-regulate? Does the world feel like a safe place to you now? When you feel overwhelmed, how do you respond? So again, on a scale of 0 to 10, ask how safe did you feel as a child? And on a scale of 0 to 10, how safe do you feel in life now as an adult? Third is the emotional need of love. Question 1. Did you feel loved as a child? Did you feel special and adored in the eyes of your parents or primary caregivers? Were you hugged and physically comforted as a child? Did you feel that your parents were interested in you and wanted to understand your inner world? Do you feel gentle and loving towards yourself now? Are you able to let in love from others? In what ways do you give yourself the attention, affection, appreciation, allowance and acceptance in your life now? Again, from a scale of 0 to 10, how loved did you feel as a child? And on a scale of 0 to 10, how loved do you feel in life now? So remember, my audience, as children, we are dependent upon our primary caregivers to meet these needs for us. However, as adults, we can learn how to meet them for ourselves. As a matter of fact, it is our responsibility now as adults. So as we have been saying, my audience, how well these three core emotional needs were met determined how much we were impacted by the events that happened and shaped 
how well we are with ourselves and our lives now. Whether or not, therefore, we are somewhat emotionally resilient and able to meet the bumps, or as I often say, the curveballs life throws at us, or we are more easily impacted and knocked over by the curveballs. Ultimately, if these needs were met, we can handle most of what life throws at us. It does give us an emotional resilience. Having said that, it doesn't mean we are bulletproof. And in many ways, what it might really give us is the capacity. Well, let's say we go for a significant event in our adult life. We can feel it more fully because we have learned that our emotions are safe and our emotions are okay. Therefore, we are then able to process and metabolize those experiences. So please take note, my audience. It's not about being bulletproof or unimpacted. Somehow we find that we feel more deeply, but it hurts us less. If that makes sense, because we are feeling it and we are moving through it. So what I hope for you is that this ultimate gift of the past few episodes is that as adults we are no longer dependent upon others. We can learn to cultivate these resources, new skills, and capacities inside of us. Okay, now we are going to talk about your homeostatic balance of your nervous system, which is the H for the echo model E C H O. So E is the events, C is the context, and H is the homeostatic balance. Now we are also going to talk about a maladaptive stress response and how having traumatic experiences that overload us tend to result in this, and then why learning and cultivating a healing state is so so vital. Now, if you have not yet listened to the previous episodes, please do so now because this is a deliberate sequence. All right. So, what do I mean by homeostatic changes? Homeostasis means safe and stable. What it really means is the baseline or a natural home that something comes back to. So, like the safe and stable place to which it returns. So, lots of things in our physical body and in our environment has these balances. The way to look at it is like a thermostat in a room. Let's say the room that I'm in now, recording this podcast. I generally try to keep it around twenty to twenty-one degrees Celsius, which is a level which is not so hot, but also not so cold for me. Now, although it's manually setting here, it can be in a more modern setup. You can have when the temperature goes above, it will work to cool it, or it will work to warm it. 
So our error con system is constantly working to find that point of balance between 20 to 21 degrees Celsius. However, when something in our body becomes deregulated for a sustainable period of time, for example, the homeostatic balance in our nervous system, if it's constantly being stimulated, after a while, our system starts to learn that that new heightened state is the new baseline. You can say that it's like we programmed ourselves. If that is the new home, then that's the space we are spending the most amount of time. So what this basically means is that our homeostatic balance changes. We become normalized to being what we called maladaptive stress response. Now, this has all kinds of big impacts in our lives. I'm going to share more of that next week in the outcomes, the O of the ECHO model of decoding past traumas. Now, but one important impact that I wish to alert you right now is that our physical body has a natural capacity towards healing. That's good news. Our skin has a naturally capacity towards healing. I trust majority of us had experienced some sort of cut, and you know what I'm talking about. We just have to create the right environment to allow it to happen. Let's say if you break a bone some years ago, we'll need to set the bone for it to naturally heal, right? But here's the thing. There is no drug that we take makes the skin heal or makes the bone heal. It's our body that does that naturally. So we just have to create the environment to make that possible. The same is true with our emotional body. It has a natural capacity to heal. That's why we can experience a significant trauma and we can heal from it. But to do that, we have to create the environment that allows that to happen. By the way, the big part of it is the three core emotional needs we talked about in last week's episode. We need boundaries to give it space. We need safety that allows things to settle and the love that's almost like the ointment of the healing that allows healing to happen. So when we go into maladaptive stress response, the very response that happens is often to trauma. So we are in the exact opposite state of what we need to be in order to heal. I have said quite often that for our body to heal, we have to be in a healing state, just like it's true for our physical body. And it is also true for our emotional body. So our capacity to heal from trauma is determined by being in a calm healing state. So what does that mean? to be in a calm healing state. And what is maladaptive stress response? So let me explain. A maladaptive stress response is effectively a chronic state of sympathetic nervous system activation when in a safe environment. Yes, it's maladaptive because of the last bit activation when in a safe environment, when the activation happened. 
Let's say if we were in an unsafe environment, we want to be in a stress response, right? For example, we need to get out of the way of an oncoming car. Let's say the digestion of our lunch is not important because we won't be alive in the next few seconds if we do not remove ourselves from the oncoming car. So all our blood and adrenaline and cortisol will go to our hands and legs, so we will be ready to action, flee and run away because we are not in a safe environment. We need to move quickly, and we need to move quickly to get away from the danger, and we need the stress hormones to do that. Unfortunately. The stress response becomes maladaptive when we are in a chronic state. We get normalized to that, but actually the environment is safe. We no longer need to be in that state. Now, I think it's a good idea to make a distinction between acute stress versus chronic stress. Let's say the car lost control that is coming toward us. That's an acute stress. That means it's sudden, immediate, and short-term stress. On the other hand, chronic stress could be. Let's say we grew up in an environment where, if we didn't get things right the first time, love was withdrawn. Remember, love is one of the core emotional needs. It's like having food withdrawn, so we need to be constantly on edge to predict the dangers and the threats in the environment, so we can always get things right in response. That's not stress that lasts a short time. That's is stress that can last for a decade or more, and then, of course, we learned that's the way to be in our life, so we continue doing that. And so the difference between acute stress and chronic stress is that acute stress is appropriate to have a stress response. However, chronic stress is where we normalized to being in a state of stress because stress is ongoing. But even when the stress stops, our nervous system stays in that state. It stays in a dysregulated state, and therefore our stress response becomes maladaptive. Unfortunately, as I said earlier, we tend to normalize that experience that we are having. For instance, some clients of mine are not even aware of it because they have normalized their stress response for decades. It's like the story of a frog in boiling water. Let's say if you put a frog immediately in boiling water, it will jump out instantly. However, if you put a frog in normal water and then boil the water gradually as the temperature keeps rising. The frog keeps normalizing the heat of the water and wouldn't notice. The water temperature is actually rising by the second. So, in other words, we are like the frog in the hot water. We normalize. So now you understand why we can have these constant triggers and stresses and chronic stress through our lives. 
our nervous system becomes more dysregulated that we don't even recognize it. We can have all kinds of traumas, may it be overt or covert traumas. They can be big events or can be less obvious things, but we normalize them. But unfortunately, my audience, we don't just normalize the events. We also normalize to what happens in our nervous system in response to those traumatic events. So needless to say, the homeostatic balance, which is supposed to be a place of safe and stable in our nervous system, moves. So it becomes dysregulated. Well, there you have it, my audience. I have explained the H of the ECHO model, ECHO, homeostatic balance. And since we are running out of time, I will stop here and next week I shall give you a really good map to help you make sense of our homeostatic balance. Meanwhile, please go back to the archive and have a listen to all of the three episodes on this topic, Decode Your Past Traumas, because I know there's a lot to digest and to understand. To listen to it once is just not enough. So my dear audience, thank you for listening and spending the time with me. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com.